Hello, everyone, and Hi. welcome to our second podcast episode. Isn't that crazy? I can't. First of all, I can't even believe that we are we're saying things like we have a podcast. Like that is so wild to me. Yes, and the <laughs> the feedback has been amazing, overwhelmingly oh, amazing in a good yes. way. Yes, yes. Thank you all so so much for listening and embracing you know, this new project of ours, and we're by no means professionals at this. So thank you all for so much for being patient with us and just, you know, rolling with the punches and we're doing the best we can. And we promise to get better as we go, as we go forward. Exactly. And it definitely just comes with experience. Like we will, I'm sure we'll learn something even after this episode, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Or maybe we should do this. Like definitely a learning curve, but I mean, Hey, we're ready to ready to grow. Right. (laughs) Yes. Thank y'all so, so much, everybody. Yes. So today we are talking about Whole30. YOLO. I know. It's just like. (laughs) uh, (laughs) YOLO and I both did a Whole30 for January 2020. It was my second Whole30 and it was Yo's first Whole30. So we have a lot of thoughts to unpack. YOLO did do a live about it recently. But we just wanted to unpack it all on a podcast and kind of get it talking and why we did it and just kind of give you guys maybe our key takeaways and just general info and how it went for us. Yes, totally. Also, I did do a live earlier, um, but the thing with lives is that it goes away after 24 hours. So at least when we have this conversation on this podcast, it is available forever. And so we can always go back and listen and you can refer to it at any time that you'd like. Yeah. So to kick it off, yo, you kind of want to explain what Whole30 is? Yeah, so totally. I will do that because I've gotten a lot of questions um, over the time that I was doing my Whole30 and people were like, well, what is Whole30 and how is it different from other things and things like that. So Whole30 basically is a way of eating. It's a diet program that focuses on um, it's almost like an elimination diet. It focuses mm-hmm. on eliminating food groups. So with Whole30, you are not um, allowed to eat any sugar. So there's no sugar. There's no dairy. There's no legumes. There's no grains. There's no alcohol, right? I think that's everything, right, mm-hmm. Darian? Yes. And- whenever I tell people, I always say, basically, <laughs> I always say, basically, all you can do or eat is meat, nuts, ex- excluding peanuts and fruits and veggies. That's normally how I explain it to everyone. Yes, that's true. You cannot eat peanuts because peanuts are in the legume family. So it's exactly what Darian said. It's proteins, fruits, vegetables, and actually minimal fruits really is the way the program yeah. is designed and, and nuts. So really the, 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 the purpose of Whole30 it's really to determine if you have any food sensitivities, how your body reacts to certain foods. You know, if we're always eating processed foods and dairy and grains together and legumes, we don't know if you know, the way we feel and if we have like issues with our stomachs or we're being agitated or there's a lot of fatigue, you don't know if it's the dairy or if it's the grains and things like that. So the whole 30 eating program really is designed to help you understand your body better and understand if you have any sensitivities to any of those groups. So then what happens is, is that after you finish the whole 30 and you've gone 30 days, um, just eating whole foods, like the ones we just, just described, then 
you can do a reintroduction of each of those groups one at a time. So you can evaluate to see how they affect your body, your mood, your digestion, your sleep, all the things, your activity levels, your fatigueness, everything. So it's really like almost a body experiment just to kind of see how, how it's working. Would you agree, Darian? What do you think? Yes, one, 100%. And I think I think a lot of people are kind of, I don't want to say scared, but scared of Whole30 because it it does sound so extreme. But the thing that always kind of got me through the two that I have done is I did end up borrowing a Whole30 book from one of my friends, but it kind of explains in there, we, you know, all of us are going to live hopefully a long life. So what is only 30 days of a whole year? You know what I mean? Like, you oh, yeah. it seems scary but it's only 30 days like yes that is a long time but in the long run it's not yes totally and the thing i want to also say this about whole 30 is a whole 30 is not for everybody mm-hmm. because it is very rule heavy it is very rigid and it's hard it's hard to stop eating the way we're all used to eating and really shift to this more whole foods kinds of eating. Um, so it's, it's not for everybody. I'm going to be honest. I legit owned the whole 30 book over two years. I've had that book. <laughs> I've had that book on my coffee table, no lie for over two years. And I would look at it every single day. Cause it was in the living room <laughs> and was, ne- I was so scared. Like, like you were just saying, Darian, people are scared. I was that person. I was so scared of doing whole 30 because I was like, there's no way I can go without grains. Like I'm a bread girl. Like I'm every morning, every morning I'm eating toast. I've got English muffins. I've got bagels. I've got pitas. I've got wraps. I've got tortillas. I've got every, every kind of bread. I'm eating it at least once or twice a day with almost every meal. So I just didn't have confidence that I could do it, but I mean, I'm on the other side and I did it. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, I remember I, did. I would I would check in on you every once in a while because I was just like, how are you? Like, is it going well? Because it, like you said, it's not for everyone because it is no joke. And I know a lot of people, um, maybe people who are prone to like binge eating or things like that. Yes. It's not super good for them because once you hit that 30 days, you know, day 31, you kind of go off the rails. You'll start eating everything because you've been restricted. So I do agree with what you said. Like it definitely is not for everyone, but it is doable for the people that do it. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, Darian, because I did read um, when I was first like starting the program and I was getting, um, getting more information. I did read that if you have a history of eating disorder, or if you have a very, very unhealthy relationship with food, maybe Whole30 is not for you because it could be a trigger for those kinds of activities and um, thoughts to come back in because it is so restrictive. Um, And I know that sounds horrible and you're like, well, hell, why did y'all do it? It's so bad. (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, Darian, if you want to share why you did Whole30, like the first time and the second time, I mean, I think everybody would benefit from hearing like what was our reasons and why we did it. Yes, 100%. So I this like I said, January 2020 was my second round. So my first round was actually the month of July in 2019. And the reason I had started it was, I wasn't really one that struggled with acne in um, like high school, it was a little in college. Well, I've noticed lately, like from age like 24, maybe 23, I have 
gotten severe acne. And actually one of, I don't want to say severe, let me back up. It's not severe, but it's <laughs> definitely noticeable. And it's, it's there a lot of the time. And so actually one of my followers on Biggie to Fitty reached out to me probably in uh, May or something. And they said, Hey, I know that you've been struggling with your acne. I just wanted to tell you that acne around your chin and kind of the bottom of your face is usually hormonal and food related. And I was like, oh my gosh, why have I never connected the dots before? So mm -hmm. what I did was I did an Everly Well food sensitivity test and I should have pulled it out. I didn't think about it. I, what, I didn't have high sensitivity to a lot or even, um, I kind of mix these up sometimes. Does it go on a scale? Does it go high? mild moderate low or is it high moderate mild low do you know yellow I have no idea <laughs> dang okay well I always get mild and moderate like mixed up but I had the one that was right above low to a couple of things like dairy and things like that so someone said you know I think to help your acne and with those results that you just found you could probably do an elimination diet to try to figure out if certain foods are causing your acne and so I was like oh that's like really interesting. I never thought of it. And it's so funny that a follower told me that because I, I learned so much from you guys. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Yes. And so I started Googling just elimination diets, kind of how they worked. And I stumbled upon Whole30. And so that's why I did it the first time was to kind of figure out if certain food groups were causing my acne or, you know, even just to figure out like maybe it wasn't food and it was hormones, which newsflash for everyone I did figure out it is not food it is hormones so I just need to get that roped in and so the reason that I did it my second time so January 2020 was definitely I need I hadn't been eating very well at all during November and December just I mean holidays kind of where everyone else was at and I felt very yuck about myself and I just really almost wanted to detox my body and so that's why I chose January 2020 and then obviously January 20 or January in general is the most popular time for people to do whole 30 because it's the start of the new year so that's why I did my second time nice yes I love that I totally forgot about your Everly well um, test that you had done and how that led you to Whole30 the first time yes and if anyone is interested in my Everly well test results they are on my Instagram, um, Biggie to Fitty in my highlights, I have an Everly Well highlight. And it really was a cool test. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. And it really did teach me a lot. But that's what led me to my first Whole30. And then I wasn't so scared that I didn't do it again because I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, the reason I wanted to do a Whole30 was I kind of mentioned it before. I had been wanting to do it for two years. And I was just always just too chicken. And I would just you know, talk myself out of it. And I knew that that was something I wanted to tackle. So I wanted to do it because I wanted to challenge myself. And then two, I really wanted to very similar to Darian is that I needed a serious, like y'all serious <laughs> detox after the holidays. Um, I was kind of in the same boat as you, Darian. Like I I was eating whatever I wanted around, especially Christmas time. Christmas mm -hmm. is like my favorite holiday. I can really manage Thanksgiving pretty good. Like it's not that big of a deal. I can feel really in control around Thanksgiving. But when I go home for the holidays to see my family at Christmas and we're there for like almost a week, 
it is eating all the things <laughs> like next level. And so when um, we came home, I felt sluggish. I felt tired. I was not sleeping well. I was super bloated and I just felt blah. Like it was not good. I was having a hard time in my workouts. Like I was losing motivation to even do them, which is so unlike me because I love moving and activity so much. And, um, so I needed to do something big and the something big for me was whole 30. And like Darian said, January whole thirties are the most popular. So I also knew that there was going to be a ton of support, um, in the whole 30 community on Instagram, on Facebook, like everywhere, there was going to be a lot of support. So I felt like I was safe to do it during January. And it also helps that Marcus, my fiance was on board too. It is so important. I think for me anyway, that everybody that is around me needs to know what I'm doing, needs to support it and needs to be doing it with me, especially when we all live under the same roof. So, um, he did it with me. I mean, he did it about 50, <laughs> <laughs> but we love Marcus and he gave it a, bit, a good shot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did. But he loved it. Like when he would eat all the whole 30 meals I prepared and he would walk around the house being like, Oh my God, this is so good. We need to eat more ways. We need to eat like this more. We need to eat like this more. And, and so he loved it. But on the flip side of that, Marcus also loves margaritas and loaded baked potatoes and Caesar <laughs> salad and carrot cake and like all the things. So he balanced it in the way he could, but that's the reason I did it. I just needed like a drastic change and to get drastic change in your life, you have to do drastic action. And that was my drastic action for January was whole 30. Yes. And I think you even shared that, um, kind of quote, didn't you about the drastic action? I remember yes, reading that. Yes, yes, definitely. I have shared that and it has so, it has come true in so many ways. Like, I think I learned of that quote. I can't remember who I learned it from. If it was I can't remember where I picked it up from, but it was definitely not mine, but it resonated with me so much. And that quote has been with me. And so anytime I start thinking I can't do something or I don't know, I'm kind of just resting on my laurels here. don't want to do much of anything. And then I get frustrated because there's nothing changing in my life. I'm like, well, it's because it requires drastic action. If you want drastic change in your life, whether it's finances, whether it's career, whether it's weight loss, whether it's anything, it's going to require drastic action. And so when I remind myself of that, I kind of refocus and it helps propel me to whatever it is I need to do. Yes. I, yes. I love that. And kind of leading kind of on to that and just kind of drastic change, etc. both of us decided so we are WW loyal, you know, we, we love dub dub. So both of us decided to do it at the same time as whole 30 and a lot of people. So whole 30 is whole 30. It's a, it's a program. It has rules, you know, it doesn't recommend really doing combined things, but for me, and I don't know about you, uh, yo, it was 100% doable to do it with WW. No doubt. I could not agree more. I'm 100% on board. And I was nervous about doing that too. But I had seen other WW people in the community do a whole 30 and still do WW at the same time and track and count and measure and weigh and all those things. So I know it could be done. I just, I was a little overwhelmed in the beginning, but it's totally doable. Agree. 
Yes. And I just wanted to point that out because obviously this is a, you know, a dub dub, a WW kind of centered podcast. So I was like, oh, I don't want people to, maybe people who hadn't heard our stories or anything yet didn't think we abandoned it. We definitely did them together. Yes. And we need to be super clear about that because I had gotten that lot of questions a lot like, oh, did you stop doing WW? I'm like, hold the phone. No, absolutely (laughs) not. Never, you guys. WW is my ride or die. It provides balance and guardrails, and it is structure for me to be able to live the life I want to live when it comes to my relationship with food. Now, that's just me. I know everybody's different, but I will, I mean, it's a lifestyle for me. It's just the way I live my life. And so I just layered on a whole 30 on top of that. Yes, same for me. And just a little tidbit too, if you guys listen to our first podcast episode yolo is on the my ww green plan and i am on the my ww blue plan and we both stuck to those during whole 32 so just kind of give you guys a little insight like definitely doable on multiple ww programs if you decide to do both absolutely and i feel like it would be 100 percent doable on purple as well yes agreed yes okay So do you want to talk about maybe your key takeaways or your favorite things or what's on your mind about kind of what you learned about yourself? Oh my gosh. Yes. You guys, I learned so many things on Whole30 that I didn't even realize I was doing before. And some of the key big aha moments for me were one, I didn't realize how much I was like snacking and taking a little bit of a bite here and a nibble here and you know all the blts the bites licks and taste i had no idea how much i was doing that um until i started my whole 30 and those things were not getting trapped in my ww app you know what i mean like i didn't yeah. even oh i there know was, <laughs> you i mean everybody knows right like i did not even it was so mindless i didn't even know i was doing it at the time until I started my whole 30, then I was able starting to reflect and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing any of those things. So that was a massive aha is just realizing, Oh my gosh, I snack and nibble and graze. And I'm while I'm cooking, I'll like take a taste of something or a spoonful or something and then just keep moving on. Like no big deal. Nothing happened in here. Nothing to look, look at here, <laughs> you know? And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. So that was massive for me. Another big um, key aha moment for me was I could not believe how much I did not have any cravings and no urges to snack. Like that, let, that alone was mind blowing. And I mean, if that was the only thing I learned on Whole30, it would be a success because I could not, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even know how to make sense of it. I don't even know the science and the chemistry <laughs> behind it and how your brain works. But I, that was massive for me. I just cannot believe how much I didn't have cravings. There was no cravings for sugar or breads or anything like that. Oh, no, no sugar, no cravings for um, like dairy and cheese and things like that. I just, they did not exist. They just did not exist. And I can't, couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Um, anyway, I just, yeah, I, 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 know, I know I sound like I should have more words, but I don't. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I mean, it I is. Think, and, it's so yeah. eye-opening, y'all. So eye-opening. And mine, I mean, it's kind of like that, like the little, the little habits, you know, what you're yes. saying. And so 
before the first time I ever did Whole30, and I kind of got to this point too, right, before I just did my second one. So I love gum, right? Like, uh, yes, gum. you do. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I should show you guys a picture I have of my old desk drawer. I love gum, and it was always a way for me, like, doing WW, like, to almost kick a craving or something or, you know, in between meals. Like, oh, just pop a piece of gum. Well, the thing was, I was not popping a piece of gum maybe once or twice a day yolo sometimes I would eat like 12 pieces of gum a day and I I am one of those weird people I know you're not supposed to yeah I'm one of those weird people that swallows the gum okay I know you're not supposed to but (laughs) did you learn nothing as a child that gum is gonna get stuck to your stomach that's what my mom would say I have no idea if that's true (laughs) I think I watched a Mythbusters and it's not true okay I think okay okay. but I don't know don't quote me so what I was like this is insane like I was the point where I would chew it for you know 20 minutes right when the flavor was gone I was swallowing it and eating another one I'm like this is like food I am treating this like food and gum isn't really food and so that is the biggest takeaway because you cannot chew gum on whole 30 because it has ingredients that just aren't approved on the rules and so I went seriously from eating 10 12 pieces of gum a day to none so then how did you do that wait time out how did you how did you stop that because that is big I mean you were a mat like serious gum chewer okay and how did you (laughs) yes you're a gum addict (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to react you need to go to like gum chewers anonymous Um, but okay I'm curious to know how did you stop that? Was it something kind of like with me? Like I just didn't even have the urge for it for snacks and cravings anymore. Or like, I'm curious to how that worked for you. So kind of. So I was one of those people too, that was like, Oh, I can't like gum. I can't believe I'm going to give this up. I'm going to quit so soon. Well, once I was determined to do it, I was like, I don't need that gum. But also I became on whole 30, the biggest water drinker I have ever been in my life uh, so there it is it was, there it is yep yes it was almost just like doing a motion with my mouth like I know that sounds weird but it would be like every 10 minutes I was taking a drink of water you know what almost I mean? like, like when people are trying to quit smoking and they're like yes. they start they they need something to occupy like their fingers and their mouth and so exactly. they start eating more or chewing gum or something like that and then you took it next level so drinking more water yes and so I love a good like a yeti cup with a straw you know so I had it every day at my desk and I would just drink water so much water and I'm actually really happy about that because on whole 30 once again you can't drink soda or anything and that was actually kind of my next thing that I wanted to break on whole 30 and so gum definitely that was the biggest thing that happened to me or the key takeaway so now that I'm off of whole 30 I'm chewing maybe once a day maybe twice a day I don't really want to go over twice a day that's just me personally because I'm not trying to get back to where I was but wow that's so incredible Darian thank you it's just weird to think about like you don't like you said when you were kind of just like mindlessly taking bites of things or something that was me with me with gum just mindlessly grabbing the pack and chewing it and you know what I real quickly about gum is that like in the first maybe few days of whole 30 um I like to ch- I like to chew gum too but not on like the Darien level but <laughs> I do enjoy like I use it as a substitute like to instead of eating I would like ch- throw in a piece of gum in my mouth um and I almost did that on whole 30 and I reached for the gum and I had it in my hand and then I immediately thought oh I wonder if this is compliant 
So I put the gum down and I went to, you know, good old Google and I Googled it and and you can't because there's um, artificial sweeteners in gum. That's what makes them taste sweet. Even the ones that are, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's why they're sugar-free, but they still have artificial sweeteners and that's a no-no on Whole30. And so I immediately, I, you know, I stopped, I didn't chew it, but I thought to myself, whoa, that's something else I would never have thought of. No big deal. Here's just a piece of gum. Yes, exactly. Not compliant. Especially if you're like me and you're <laughs> chewing 12 a day and swallowing it. I'm sure, I'm sure that is points and adding up that I was just ignoring. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? But um, the other thing was definitely soda for me. So diet soda, I love, love, love it. But on Whole30, you can't have it. So I switched to sparkling water, which is funny to me because I used to be a sparkling water kind of hater. <laughs> I just thought, just thought it tasted like hairspray, you know, hairspray I'm in a kind can. of a sparkling water hater. Like I really don't enjoy it that much. Like I'll drink it if I have to, but it's not, I'd rather just drink plain old water. Yeah. So I found a love for it on Whole30. I had to get over it a little bit like, oh, this is not hairspray. Okay. Keep drinking it. <laughs> so <laughs> now at my house, I don't buy any diet soda at all. Even in between the two Whole 30s that I did, I didn't buy any soda, and we just keep sparkling water here. So that was another big thing for me that I'm really proud that I took away. Like I'll still, if I go out to eat and I'm just wanting a soda, I'll get a diet soda. But at my house, it's no longer here, and that was a big step. Nice, nice. You know what else I learned is that I have so much more mental clarity and so much more energy, and I'm already a high energy person but this whole 30 clarity energy tiger blood if you will that's what the whole 30 people call it it is next level and it is real and I didn't know what was happening with myself I'm like why am I like this like I'm feeling like I can just bulldoze through anything right now like just bring it on (laughs) and I didn't know what it was in the beginning, but of course, um, doing a little bit of research and then some of my followers have been so helpful in sharing information with me throughout the, my whole 30 come to find out it is what the whole 30 calls tiger blood and tiger blood is when your body is fully detoxed. It's probably comes in, I don't know, maybe day 12 ish or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And your, your body is fully detoxed and then you start really feeling how you're supposed to feel. You know, before I was loaded with processed foods and hidden sugars and like just things like that that were not serving my body well, but I didn't know I could feel better because I had never been without those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, it's crazy because we think even on days when we're not, you know, not doing a whole 30, just like normal days, quote unquote, like we think we feel good and we're fine. But then you have a day on whole 30 where you have tiger's blood and you're like, wow, I've, I was never like this before, even on a good day. So it's just, it's crazy to think about. Well, and also it is that feeling of tiger blood is going to be honest, a little addicting. You, you you like, I don't want to feel anything else. Like I want to feel this good all of the time. And so I know I'm probably getting a little ahead of myself right now, but because I love that feeling so much and I'm feeling so good, I really haven't start. I haven't gone back to how I was eating before. I'm still eating very much in a whole 30 way, even though I'm like over a week or so out from my whole 30, um, from being over, but I feel so good. I'm like, okay, I don't, I still really have those cravings or anything like, yeah, I kind of want some pizza. How, how can I make that work? You know? 
but I feel so good that I don't really want to go all the way back. And I don't think I'll ever go all the way back because I have learned so much that I want to apply to the way I eat going forward, if that makes sense. Yes. And I, so on the end of my first whole 30, I was like that where like, even to this day, I I will try not to use Splenda or something. Does that make sense? Like stuff that I carried with me, even though like, I don't have to to be doing that but I'm choosing to do that because I want to just watch what I'm putting in my body and so I think I honestly do think it's a great you know even if it's not so extreme where you're doing whole 30 all year blah 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 or anything but just even the little takeaways like the Splenda or maybe you're only using the you know tortillas that are compliant just little stuff like that I think it's just a great way to kind of not go straight into all the processed junk again, because I am on the other spectrum where my <laughs> birthday was, I was celebrating my birthday literally the day after I ended this whole 30 in January. And my friends, we went out to celebrate. So we drank and we ate like Waffle House. And I, I was suffering the next day, you guys. And it was not a hangover. It was a almost like whole 30 hangover because I jumped so quickly back into it. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. And one of, um, I can't remember who it was. Um, one of my followers just recently shared with me a podcast about whole 30 reintroduction because I am so unsure and I'm think I'm going to start incorporating some dairy. I think dairy might be something I'm going to do maybe today or maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure, but, um, I think I need to start doing that because at this rate, it's going to take me six months to reintroduce everything. (laughs) (laughs) I know you are actually doing it correctly. Unlike me. (laughs) But the thing is, is like, there's two ways to do reintroduction and the way I, you know, one way is to do like slowly do one food group at a time. And I'm not doing that on purpose. I'm doing that because I'm, scared to feel bad if that makes sense by eating other kinds of foods so it's not like I set out to do this perfect reintroduction I my whole 30 was coming to an end and I kept thinking well what am I going to do next week like what am I going to do the week after that and how am I going to eat going forward and I've just kind of been testing the waters a little bit here and there it's a tad bit of this tad bit of that but it doesn't affect me because it's not very much because I'm too scared to eat yeah it's like it's a sliver and you're like oh that's too much (laughs) yeah 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 so anyway more to come on reintroduction because I really am unsure about any of that right now I'm just kind of making it up as I go but it's very (laughs) slow (laughs) yeah well that that's good because I mean even in the whole 30 books and stuff you we just never know how each individual body is going to react to the certain food groups so yes yes hey Darian I wanted to ask you what do you think is the hardest part about whole 30 the hardest part honestly it wasn't even giving up certain things because you think it would be right like I could never live without dairy or anything like that but it wasn't that it was actually, and you will probably agree with me, yo, it was actually the restriction on like eating out options. Oh or, yeah, it's hard. Or like quick grab options. So that was for me, that was probably I, the hardest yes. part for me. I would really, really agree with that because there was times that I was, you know, quote unquote, caught out in the wild with no food. And I would be out running errands or something and I'd be hungry. And I would, I could feel a slight like panic take over my body. 
and I'd be like, oh God, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? You know, because it's hard. It's hard to eat out because not a lot of places are Whole30 compliant or a lot of places don't share their ingredients online Mm -hmm. as far as restaurants go. And so um, I remember one time I did a quick Google search and it was like five guys burgers. They are Whole30 compliant. Of course, the bunless burger, right? Like the lettuce wrap (laughs) one. Yeah. And no cheese or anything like that. And I was like, score, I'm doing it. I'm going to five guys. And so that worked, but really outside of steak and vegetables, that's what, that's what I ate every Friday night on our date nights when mm-hmm. we would go out to eat. If we tried to deviate from that, I would look at Marcus and be like, uh, let's just do steak because it's hard. Cause you don't know anything else, you know? Exactly. Yes. What, so that a, was- what about you for you would you say that too or did you oh was something yes. else harder for you no no no. I think that was hard because oh you know what else is really hard and this is I want to share this because I think it's relevant to a lot of people but traveling while doing whole 30 is hard oh Be- yeah you know it is so hard so during the whole my whole 30 I had one quick business trip to Phoenix and then I went the very end of my whole 30, I went home for my bridal shower. And that was like a five and a half hour, like car drive road trip. And the trip to Phoenix was very hard because you're in a hotel. Mm -hmm. The hotel specifically I was at did not offer room service. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Me personally, I don't like to go out into a city that I do not know after dark by myself, just like Mm -hmm. I'm safety wise. So I'm like, okay, something's going to have to come to me. And it took me a minute to figure out what I could eat that could come to my hotel. And so that was hard. Sitting in a meeting all day the next day with snacks that were not Whole30 compliant was hard. I mean, there was muffins and there was cookies and there was donuts. Oh, I remember that. I remember seeing the video or something. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, you have to be extra, like I'm a planner already, but you have to be even more diligent about what you plan when you're going away from home on a Whole30. Because I had to pack like a ton of snacks. And I thought I packed a lot of snacks for like a day and a half trip. And come to find out, I probably needed to pack more. Um, (laughs) But it's hard being in an airport with delayed flights and you're tired and you're cranky and you just want to get home. It is so hard to stay on plan while, when you're eating in a whole 30 kind of way. Um, so that was really tough. Road trips are tough because you want to stop and get a snack and you're like, Oh, there's not a lot of choices at convenience stores as far yeah, as boiled whole 30. egg. <laughs> yeah. And, and not all convenience stores have boiled eggs. If you've ever taken a road trip, to West Texas, out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> there is not a lot of luxurious convenience stores that have good options. So th- that's really hard. I think, you know, traveling while on Whole30 is hard as well. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so to bring this full circle and relate it to, you know, the, the podcast name, what's, what's the point? What was the reasoning for Whole30 for you? Yeah. So the point for me for Whole30 was one, I just wanted to challenge myself. Like, I think it was time for me to step up to the plate and challenge myself. And then another thing, the point for me was it was reassuring for myself to know that I can commit to something and follow through. I've always had an issue kind of with following through. Like I'm a really, I'm really, really good in the start, but man, it is really hard for me to see it all the way through the end on some things. And so knowing that I was able to do that on Whole30 gives me a boost of confidence and reminds myself that I can do hard things. So that was really the point for me. And just because I needed a detox, that was really another point is that 
girl, you've got to get all the sugar <laughs> out of your body or you're just going to go look into a sugar coma. Um, so those were, I think, the three points for me on why I did Whole Whole 30 and kind of what it meant for me. What about you, Darian? What were your, what's the point for you? So one of mine was definitely the same or similar to yours. I just needed a new year, like detox from the holidays. I just, my brain really wasn't in it. WWYs kind of in November and December. And so I really needed something. And I was just feeling, you know, the feelings of like grogginess, the feelings of just bloated and everything. And I just needed, like you said, like drastic change, drastic action. So that is really why I did it in January and because of the support that, that I would have because I know so many other people do it in January. So definitely detox and support. <laughs> awesome. Yep. I, I, those are all relevant, man. I feel the same way. Yeah. Any final thoughts you can think of or any closing things for the, for the fans? <laughs> yes. For the peeps. Um, my, my closing words, to everybody that's listening and maybe you're thinking about a whole 30 or you're kind of on the fence about a whole 30, if it is on your heart to do a whole 30 and you're just scared, you're going to have to push past being scared. So my, my closing thoughts to you would be go for it, go for it. There are so many free resources online. Do not feel like you have to invest in a book or invest in any of those kinds of things that you see out there because there is so much free information mm -hmm. um, on the internet about Whole30. So start doing some research, start making a plan. One of the key things to Whole30 is planning and prepping because you need to be prepared because when you're caught unprepared, it's when you're more likely to go deviate and eat something that's not on the Whole30 program. So um, anyway, that's what I would say is that you've been thinking about it, go for it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I know that the Whole30 community can be very, oh, you know, <laughs> um, they can be very, they just love their roles. Let me put yeah, it that way. They yeah. just love their roles and they want everybody to know about it. And um, so, you know, do a Whole30 that works best for you and then maybe build on it next time or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if it, if you want to do it gung ho, like everything perfect, you do that. But if, if it's a big change for you just to even do half of it or just to do two rolls of it, like yeah. it's kind of like my WW, like it, you can make it customizable to yourself and don't let people say that you can't. <laughs> oh my gosh, Darian, that is so true because I want to add this. I forgot is that so many of the things I learned on WW, I was able to translate them and apply them to my whole 30 because in the beginning I was so overwhelmed with cooking. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you could see I was in the kitchen trying to cook <laughs> with all kinds of things in the beginning. But then I st took a step back and I was like, I knew I could not keep that up that level of cooking for 30 days because hello life. But, um, what I did is I remembered, okay, what are the things I like to eat and how can I WW fly them? And instead of doing that, I'm like, okay, how can I make them whole 30? You know, is it switching out a, a spray butter for ghee or using an avocado oil instead or something like that? But don't think that you can't eat what you normally eat. You can, you're just going to have to tweak it and make it whole 30 compliant. Just like you would tweak a recipe to make it WW friendly, do the same thing with your whole 30 meals. Yes, that, that is 
That was good advice. I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I forgot about that because that was really, really crucial, especially after the first week or so, because I was getting tired, y'all. I was tired of cooking, tired of being in the kitchen, all these crazy ingredients, all these different seasonings and spices and all this stuff. And I was like, what in the world am I doing? I had so many fresh herbs up in my fridge. I was like, <laughs> what is this? I'm growing a garden. But I, I really, and I was actually a follower who reminded me, like, don't forget about the meals you always like. Just make them in a way and tweak them to be Whole30 compliant, just like you would make them WW friendly. Yes, that is so smart. Good advice, too. Definitely good advice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, if we have nothing else, I just want to remind everyone that if you like this episode, please let us know. I mean, you can definitely rate it, subscribe to our podcast. We want to start bringing you guys more content, and we just feedback is everything to us. Follow us on Instagram if you don't already. I'm assuming you do because you probably heard about this podcast on our Instagrams. But <laughs> follow me at Biggie2Fitty. It's B-I-G-G-Y the number 2. F-I-T-T-Y and then yo, you want to say yours? I know yours, but I'm always worried I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's totally fine. I'm TexyMexy underscore living on Instagram, which is T-E-X-Y-M-E-X-Y underscore living um, that's where you can find me on Instagram. Cool. And if you guys have any questions or anything, just let us know. And I think that's all we got for today. That sounds great. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.